America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, <sighs> praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it. Or did I? Probably didn't. Uh, I didn't. I know. And that's all we got to say about that. Good night, everybody. Good night. Work, work. <laughs> this Wait one a I, minute. This one I did believe for a while, but I oh, don't yeah. believe no more. Really? So this is an ex-Trevor belief. This is an ex-Trevor experience, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, so is it Santa Claus? Santa Claus? No, I never believed in Santa Claus. Never believed in Santa Claus. My wow. family was was anti Santa Claus when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Did they not like him because of all the red he wore? All the red, and you rearrange the letters, and it spells Satan. Oh, is that why? I think it was just like mm-hmm. when you're teaching your kids to believe something that's fake is pretty debunkable and fake you don't want to like give them a a fake one that you know is going to be debunked because then they think that oh it's just more ammunition right see my my thing about that though is at least at least santa claus is on tv and and like the Mm coca-cola ads and a million movies so yeah it's true Uh, i don't know if anything you'd say well he's in those coca-cola ads what do you mean he's not real yeah i saw him right there i saw him at the mall once I saw him um, kissing a polar bear. That's what he mm-hmm. does in those commercials, right? Yeah, I think he makes it with polar bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so many like half polar bear, half people walking yeah, on the North Pole. I mean, that's why they stopped showing Mrs. Claus because uh, she left him because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of all the polar bear antics. <laughs> but we're out here talking about polar bears and Sorry. having sex with Santa Claus. No, no, mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You know where we live? <laughs> uh, I know where I live. Uh, yeah, same. I we both live in the GTA or the Greater mm. Toronto area. The six, the six, as it were. Um, That's what they say, right? What are some things that you would say Toronto has given the world? Uh, people's hatred for Toronto. That's true. <laughs> Outside yeah. of the GTA. Yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> in Canada definitely hates Toronto. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I do, but I also don't. Yeah, it's it's a weird, mm-hmm. and you know, probably just jealousy. Probably, yeah, bunch of, bunch of weirdos out there. Yeah, man. just jealous of our mm-hmm. cool, our cool tower. We have the CN yeah. Tower. They're jealous yeah, of that. They, we, uh, Toronto gave the world a big tower. Mm-hmm. Drake yeah. got mm-hmm. gave everybody Drake. Is the weekend from Toronto too? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, he makes some bangers. Yeah. Oh, Sean Mendez, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my sister's favorites. Schmendez. Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Oh, now we're just doing musicians. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm sure there's uh, a few actors. Yeah. Will too. Arnett. Mm-hmm. There you go. He's everyone's favorite uh, Freedom Mobile spokesperson. That's true. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what else Toronto gave the world? What? A blessing. A blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Talking about the Toronto blessing. The Toronto blessing. Is this like an organization, or is this just like a specific thing? It's it's kind of a specific thing. Okay. It came out of um, well, yeah. If you were to guess what the Toronto blessing is, what would you what would you guess? 
I feel like it feels like an event, like one of those like weekend retreat things that I don't know why it just has that feel to it. And it also feels like uh, some bogus intangible thing that everyone can say is happening, but is actually nothing. But mm-hmm. I don't have, I have no idea. Those are no pretty idea. good, pretty good thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of like a revival kind of okay. thing. Yeah. yeah, like one of those like acquire the fire or whatever. Yeah. And uh, actually, the church now that started is actually called Catch the Fire. Oh, international. Uh, but originally they were called the Toronto Airport Vineyard. <laughs> what? Yeah. So the vineyard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The vineyard was a denomination and they were by the airport, by the mm. Toronto airport. So they called themselves. Yeah. The- Is that even really Toronto, though? I know. Right. No, uh, exactly. It's not downtown. It's it's kind of GTA, I guess. Yeah. Well, Mississauga isn't really even part of the GTA, really. I mean, well, it's because they have their own mayor and everything. Yeah. But all the places in the GTA have their own mayor. There's no mayor. Anyways, we're going to we're going to go off on a bad tangent if we do that. Is there a mayor of Scarborough and there's Hobico? They don't I have feel me. I feel like there might be. I don't know, actually. I don't think so. I think they're all part. Anyways, but uh, isn't isn't Hamilton considered part of the GTA? No, technically? no. Is it not no, quite? I, don't think I thought so. it was yeah. I thought it was brought in, but I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong, too, but I don't think so. But Brampton, there's a mayor of Brampton. That's true. But we're not. I, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. So this happened in 1994 is when it started at the Toronto Airport Vineyard, as it was called mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Oh, it's also known as the Father's Blessing, which is weird. Or the Fondlers? The Fathers. Fathers. Oh. <laughs> the way like it cut out, it sounded like you said Fondlers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. Or the Renewal. Because a lot of people say that it wasn't really a revival because revival is about repentance and stuff like Mm. that. These are all people who are already church people. They just so what's okay. So a renewal. Okay, so it's not about repentance because they feel that they already have. Yeah, they're like just church guys. And so uh, then what's the point? Yeah. Okay. So, so what happened was, so they have this, this meeting in 1994 where they brought this pastor in, they bring in Randy Clark and he's a pastor at a different vineyard church, but he's also, he's kind of studied under this guy named Rodney Howard Brown. And so of the pastors of the church who also did a lot of stuff with like Kenneth Copeland. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Rodney Howard Brown recently has been most famous for last year being one of the first pastors to be arrested for disobeying COVID protocols. Yeah. He was also in Stranger Things, right? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) He played that psychic girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But uh, John Arnett and Carol Arnett were the pastors of this church. They brought in the sin and then... These these things started happening where people were jumping up and down, uh, jumping on the floor, you know, lying on the ground, convulsing and and, you know, speaking in tongues. And they everybody said that the spirit of the Lord was there and they would do things like holy laughter. What they called holy it laughter. Yeah. So like the whole congregation would break out into laughter and stuff like that. And it was supposed to be like a sign that God was outpouring joy into the congregation see i know some people will look at that and think like oh it's a sign of his work but i just look at it and i just see 
a very unstable group of people. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, a lot of people will say too, with things like this, you come in, you, you play slow music for a long time, just very mellow, very repetitive music. So you'll sing the same song really slowly for half an hour and you're just repeating the same words and you're really getting people into this like spiritual state and and people like are mass hypnosis. Oh, it really is. And then eventually you start suggesting you, you kind of pick out the most vulnerable people to, mm-hmm. to start with the most impressionable. And then it kind of the crowd mentality goes on. Yep. So, oh yeah, there's a lot of deception here, but oh yeah. And so they started going um, so that that revival ish thing happened and it would last for hours. The first night it was supposed to go on for a few days. And then they decided to just keep having church every night. So every night people would come and it was like, it just lasted for months to years of, of them just meeting every night and it started to spread and people started, the word started getting out there that, yeah, that this was a big thing. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Randy Clark stayed for two months and then he visited a lot after that, but the kind the pastors of the church kind of took over and it became just known, especially in the charismatic Pentecostal kind of Mm -hmm. movements. We heard about it like at my church and I think I went in, ended up going in 96 and it was still going pretty strong at that point. So we, I went with my dad and my brother and I think one, yeah, one guy from the church, I didn't buy into it as much as some of the other stuff I bought into thought. I thought it was weird and it was kind of fizzling out at that point, even Mm. though it's technically still going, but like, how how old were you at this point? I would have been like uh, 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't know, it just seemed weird because they were kind of a weird Mm bunch at the time there was like all these stories about these big charismatic movements happening in like south africa and south america and stuff like that and where that rodney howard brown was really involved in and as well the pastors john and carol arnett were huge fans of and would visit and and stuff like that to try and they really wanted this to happen in their church and then it started too, probably because they learned a lot of the manipulation techniques, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, 95 Charisma Magazine wrote a story about them and that started bringing a lot more people Charisma, in. Charisma Magazine? Yeah. So Charisma Magazine is a Christian magazine that is specifically for like Pentecostal churches and like these churches that believe in like healing and miracles and speaking if, in tongues. It feels like like such a kind of out in the open fuck you to people by calling the magazine charisma magazine yeah (laughs) it feels like we know it's a work but we're so charismatic you don't care yeah exactly (laughs) wow charisma magazine yeah the only charisma i want to read about is charisma carpenter from buffy or uh john ham he's just uh dripping with charisma (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) That's very true. Uh, um, but it started to spread and people all over North America, like churches who wanted this renewal to happen in their churches, started visiting to try to find a way to bring this back to their mm-hmm. churches. And as well as a number of churches in England, about 4,000 churches in England really bought into this and kind of started up as a result of, of this movement and would bring it back. And the Toronto blessing, that phrase was actually coined in, uh, in England, uh, because so many news reports were talking about the the influence that this Toronto church had on their churches. And it became like, um, yeah, kind of huge news in England. Wow. 1995, though, the Vineyard Church president or the head, head guy, John Wilmer, 
kicked them out of the de- denomination because he thought that what they were doing was crazy and unbiblical and stuff like that. So he was kicked out of the denomination where this yeah. church was, or Wimber was his name. 30 other churches in the denomination dropped out as well in solidarity with the oh. Toronto church. Yeah. So most of the denomination was for what they were doing and kind of went in there. I mean, that's a depressing statistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people reported on them. There was news reports. And then like stuff started to surface that was just weird. One of the manifestations of God's power was people would um, howl at the moon or like howl. Yeah. What? Do you, what? They would <laughs> like that. Okay. They would be like, God's telling me to howl. So they would just like in the church be like, oh, and then people started barking like dogs and acting like other farm animals and like going around on the ground, like pretending to be different types of animals. This sounds like a like a hypnotist show. Yeah, it really does. And uh, like there was one clip I saw today of a guy being led around on a leash like a dog by one of why? Like, why would you do that, though? Yeah, it was really weird. And the person talking was like, it reminds me of how God says that uh, he's our shepherd and he will guide us. It's like, what? He's not a German shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we would be the German shepherd. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is feeling more like one of those kind of like fetish things. And they're just finding an outlet to be okay with it. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Hey, more power to you. If you want to be led around on a leash like a little doggy, go for it. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> don't, don't pretend it's God leading you around. That's a bit much. Yeah. And the other thing they would say, too, is that uh, God put the oil anointing on people. So people would uh, have oil on their skin or whatever that, you know, wasn't there before. But it's like, yeah, sometimes you just get oily skin. <laughs> like, yeah. like today, it's a very hot day. I'm glistening. But, as an oily, as an oily man. I'm always oily. So yeah. I guess I guess God really loves me. Yeah, exactly. He's always dumping bucketfuls of oil. <laughs> or he hates me. I don't know. He's trying to drown me in that anointing oil. Well, but they say the Guardian says that by 2000, uh, 25, uh, sorry, 250,000 people came to believe in the Lord uh, based on in England, based on this Toronto blessing. But wow. Yeah. So, I mean, they're. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's sometimes it's weird. It is always weird with religious topics to try to wade through the religious propaganda and the actual like what's real. But okay, so so this was this was basically an extended kind of like tent revival thing, right? Yeah, that would just people would go to this church and then they would have these experiences, experiences, quote unquote. Yeah, where they're like convulsing and yelling and yipping and all that stuff. And it was going on for years and years and years, it seems like. Right. Yeah. And uh, another thing they would do is they, they would say they turned people's fillings into gold or their teeth into gold teeth. Like God okay. was an alchemist to show that God's going to give you blessings as well as gold flakes would fall from the from the ceiling, which is obviously just putting glitter in the air conditioner or whatever. Also that I mean, I feel like if you're if you're really trying to live like a good life, the last thing you should be thinking of is like, oh, God's going to give me a bunch of money now. Yeah. And that that makes me want to believe him mm-hmm. is him giving me money. But and then it doesn't matter because however many gold flakes you're going to get from the ceiling, you're going to be donating that much more to the church every week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and a, it's still a net negative for you. It really is. And like with the dentist thing, um, they would try to get, you know, verified 
from the dentist that they didn't have a gold filling and then they did, but most of them just didn't realize they had gold fillings already. Yeah. Or some of them, they said it was just like, no, it just gets shiny over time. It's not gold. Mm-hmm. And some of them, yeah. Some of them were like, no. Um, yeah. They don't have, really do gold fillings anymore though. Do they? Not a lot. Um, probably more in the nineties, but I think you definitely have to ask for it now, but yeah. Uh, if you want to be uh, bougie, mm-hmm. that's what they say. Right. Yeah, that's what they say. A lot of, uh, it had a lot of influence, like I said, from Kenneth Copeland and that group. And, yep. but the pastors were also big fans of Catherine Kuhlman, who was a faith healer in the 70s, mm-hmm. 60s, and 70s, and Benny Hen, who was also a faith healer, still both obvious frauds. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. as soon as you say faith healer, my first inclination is fraud. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like when people say, oh, they're a fake faith healer. It's like, well, that's kind of redundant. That's, yeah. Yeah. We know that's that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> they're not healing anybody. Yeah, exactly. Remember Bethel? We called them Christian Hogwarts. They're right. Yeah. yeah. So they're they really say they got a lot of their influence from Toronto Airport Church, Catch the Fire, but from the Toronto blessing. And that's kind of started that movement and that church things. It's like pretty that. wild that uh, a church by the airport has had such a widespread influence on so much of this stuff. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's, yeah, it's funny that like I, I went to one church in, in Calgary for a while where I realized it was like a weird charismatic church after going for a little while. But I went back cause I made a video for them for for something and i went back because they said they had like a starbucks gift card to give me <laughs> and uh, to thank me for doing it so i just kind of went at the end of the service and they, they were at the end of like this kind of thing where they're on the ground like oh, moving no. around and everybody's kind of around each other praying that they keep this blessing or whatever and i'm like you got a coffee card <laughs> just yeah do you want to stay for a while no no thank you yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do things like, I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's like a, um, not an interaction service, a, like a, um, contact service. I don't know. A lot of people call them soaker services, things like that. It's where you just go to the church. It's not to hear a sermon or, or anything like that. It's just, you go and they play, like I said, that slow music yeah. over time and you really get into that vibe. And if you do have a speaker come up, they're just like, helping you to get to that place so they tell you you know like there was one from this year that i saw with the pastor john um and talking about stand on your tippy toes if you need to move around this way if you need to this sounds like people trying to get high without getting high yep very much and uh, one of the speakers they had in, in the 94 i saw some clips of him he just sounded drunk like he just sounded like a yeah. very drunk man trying it's, to do a sermon it's like an induced intoxication kind yep. of thing yeah, very much so. And, uh, and again, if if that's how they were being like open about what that was, hey, you do you guys. Yeah, exactly. And they have like people have recreated stuff like that in labs to show that it isn't some holy manifestation. It's like something that you can create. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, a lot of hypnotists or some hypnotists anyways, I've seen against it as they're they're saying you know yeah they're using our techniques and uh i saw one video of it yeah (laughs) they're they're probably the hypnotists are probably using the church's technique that's true yeah yeah and then i saw another pastor who 
was really caught up in it for a while and then realized that how he was manipulating people. And like when he realized that, that's when he started speaking out against it. Because it's not always I'm purposely here to to manipulate my congregation. Some of these like smaller church and stuff, the pastor is really like, I went to Toronto and this was this amazing experience I had and I really want this for my church. So they're really trying to to repeat that and it becomes they're just end up using the same manipulation that that these yeah. people in, in Toronto used. So, yeah. But yeah, they're still going, I think, six days a week now, seven days a week. No, six days a week by the airport. Still really claiming they're, uh, <laughs> they're the home of a, a major revival. You went to this just the one time, right? Yeah. You weren't you weren't fully sold. You didn't get in, into the whole shaking and yelling thing, did you? Not there, but I had in the past at other locations, which were probably really? influenced by the Toronto yeah. blessing. Did uh, you did you take part in those, or were you just yeah. like a witness to? Really? Yeah. So I I would do things like you know I've been slain mm-hmm. in the spirit, which is where you know they pray over you and you you get knocked down on the ground and and shake oh. around and stuff is like that. Is that the one where they like push your forehead and they push you to the ground kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> and that's a lot of manipulation too. I've been to uh, Benny Hinn um, crusade mm-hmm. as well. And that one too, I remember probably talked about this before, but just like you're expecting, like you really think that something's going to happen. So I remember right. being like, you can really hear the spirit move. And my brother's like, I think that's the air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably was, but wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I mean, my first inclination hearing that is just like, I would just, I have so much secondhand embarrassment thinking about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I I just can't imagine being in this situation and going along with that. Even if I look like the odd one out, I would feel less embarrassed saying no and not taking part than, than ever trying to. Yeah. And I know so many people that this like reinjuvenated their faith because they really thought that, um, yeah, that because I was I was resistant to it and then I joined in and it's like, OK, but that doesn't mean it's true. That means that you were resistant to it and then you weren't anymore. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you eventually join the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of comparisons too to like the uh, Azusa Street Revival, which we've talked about um, mm-hmm. in, in 1906. Vavuzula. The Vavuzula Street <laughs> revival <laughs> a lot of critics too say hey um especially like christian critics would be like there's nothing in the bible about any of this stuff especially barking <laughs> like dogs or i never thought there was to be yeah honest. <laughs> yeah and the lord said unto me woof woof bark bark <laughs> and lo i did we on the side of the garage yeah. <laughs> oh and another thing with bethel and i don't know we talked mm-hmm. about it before but i feel like it's the same with this where a lot of people will be like it's actually an evil spirit like a lot of christians will be like no it's not the spirit of the lord it's the spirit of the devil and i've actually heard like other christians <laughs> say that about bethel specifically like they went to india and then yeah. uh, they saw these the how this um hindu group was doing things and they stole that spirit it's like no no they went and saw this hindu group and stole some of their techniques <laughs> but they didn't I steal see- a demon i mean that's i find that so annoying too where where they're attributing it to rather than just people being awful it it has to be an evil spirit which in a way kind of validates it yeah i i understand they're like oh it's not real but it's this which is also something that's not real that they're saying is real so it's 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 giving it a credence while also putting it down and i'm not a fan of that either yeah exactly oh any plans to go back 
No, unless you and I <laughs> want to do like a weird church tour. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could. I would feel like such an outsider and I would feel like I don't belong. And I would also I would feel bad going in as such an outsider. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, it's true. I don't I don't want to interfere with anything because I don't believe it and I don't mm. want to believe it. So I, I just feel like I would be scoffing too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm more than willing to check some of these things out. Um, yeah. I don't know if that may be something we'll talk about. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Should we uh, thank some patrons? Sure. Let's thank a few patrons. Oh, my God. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for coming to the Bible study. It's it's just a, it's such a pleasure to have you all here. Um, I'm so pleased with uh, on all my, through all, all my body, just excruciating pleasure just to have you all with us today. Um, I, I think you need to be careful there, Trevor. You don't want to have uh, too much excruciating pleasure. Oh, veer into some very unwanted uh, territory. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Praise the Lord for that, though. I, and, uh, you know what? You're right. Praise him. But first, do you want to thank some people? Yes, we'd like to thank our friends here today. We'd like to thank uh, Nikki and Miranda and Jeremy and Nathaniel and Jeff. As well, we also want to thank Victoria and Leo and Susan and Dee. So thank you all so very much for coming today. Thank you all so, so much. And uh, I got to say, I'm starting to feel that, uh, that, uh, that feeling that you're talking about, Trev. And oh, it's, good. It's, yeah. It's invading my body and my mind right now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it's a good growing. thing. I'm glad. Yeah. Mm. But I do have a special prayer request for Jan. Mm. A good friend of ours, Jan, has been um, par- par- parkouring a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and- <laughs> like the flooring? like the flooring but parkour parkour that's the one and he would he'll jump on cars and he'll jump on like and he's just so bad at it which is fine um you know you're you never perfect when you start something they say you got to do ten thousand hours but he's also causing a lot of damage which i think is the main the main thing i think if he switched out uh, stopped wearing steel toe boots when he did it it would it would do less damage that's the thing and i did tell him that and then he immediately put on uh cleats metal cleats mm, right and it's like yeah well you're not really getting why you know you get good traction on the grass but that's it that's it exactly so. yeah he can do a pretty good like um matrix run up the wall you know that mm-hmm. thing but uh that's about it everything else is pretty rudimentary and so just pray right now that um you know, he either gets better and stops damaging things or he just mm. quits. Yeah. Well, I, I have uh, a prayer request for our friend Alexander today. Um, Alexander's been drinking a lot of lattes lately. Mm. And um, because of that, they've been getting really into latte art and they've been demanding more and more of their baristas, wanting more and more elaborate arts and, you know, just not being happy with with the beautiful work that they're getting. So I just want to say, Alexander, you need to lay off those baristas. They're getting paid minimum wage. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, amen. We'll lift him up in prayers. Mm-hmm. And I also have a prayer request for, uh, for our friend, Zach. He's, he's been our friend for a long, long time, but recently he decided he only wants to hang out with other people named Zach. Mm. 
Mm. So he's been calling up Zach Galifianakis and Zach Efron and Zach Braff and Mm. Zach Snyder and just trying to get them all to hang out. And they're like, we would, we love you, man, but it's quarantine. We can't, Um, we live in different countries probably. And so or different States probably at least. So it's just hard to get together. So now he's just, you know, all alone, not hanging out with anyone because Zack Snyder is busy. Dawn of the Dead ripoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand his drive, but uh, sometimes we have to make concessions in our lives. So, mm-hmm. uh, we we hope that Zach can widen up his his uh, his name, uh, friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe throw in a couple of uh, Jeremy's or, or or even Zeke. Zeke's yeah, Zeke's close enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jack because it rhymes with Zach. That's true. Or Mac. Too. Mm-hmm. Mac Same. and me. Mac and me. Great film. I, I yeah, film. Re- really, uh, really inspired. Um, Et. Well, thanks everybody for coming to the Bible study, and um, we're just gonna continue it with our excruciating pleasure over here. Can't you see? You're not making Christianity better. You're just making rock and roll worse. So, Christian mm-hmm. rock lyrics. Today, I thought. We're in Canada talking about the Toronto Blessing. Why don't we talk about a Canadian rock, a Christian rock band? Christian rock band. My original idea was I was going to, maybe I'll do this at Our Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace. But I was trying to find, oh, sorry. Are they not Christian? I don't know. But their new song, have you heard their new song, Don't Make Stupid It's really good. I heard it on the radio and I was like, oh, they got a new album? Yeah, it's really good. And they do, it's with Pussy Riot. Yeah, I only heard it once. So, yeah. And I was like, is this? Is this Our Lady Peace? And then it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, my original plan was I was going to find some lyrics from my brother's old Christian screamo band that oh, I wrote. No, really? Yeah, and I couldn't find them. I even went back on like the Wayback Machine and found their old website. But the only page that wasn't working was the lyrics. So I'm going to reach out to uh, my brother and his uh, bandmate and just see, see if they have know? any of the lyrics. But oh, yeah. man, I just want to hear it. I don't mm-hmm. care about the lyrics. I want to hear it. Especially if you were writing lyrics for it, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> that that might actually be a good Patreon exclusive. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> another reason to get on there. <laughs> but I thought it'd be funny to read like probably the, the worst Christian rock lyrics we would have heard on this show, and then reveal <laughs> that I wrote it. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be the worst. That's to true. be honest. <laughs> Most Christian rock music, the lyrics are awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how bad it's gonna be. Yeah. Speaking of awful lyrics, um, mm-hmm. this song's called Small Town by Thousand Foot Crutch. Okay. Uh, We've talked about Thousand Foot Crutch before, I think right? so. Yeah. I didn't realize they were Canadian. Yeah, they're from Peterborough. Oh, that uh, that place. Yeah. I put on a show <laughs> with them once, sort of. I helped organize really? it. Yeah. They were four hours late. Four hours late. They got stuck in traffic in Toronto. Okay, so no, so Toronto. it wasn't their yeah. fault. But... No, but yeah. You made it seem like... Yeah, no, they were really nice guys. They tried. They were going to judge the battle of the bands, but they didn't make it for that. Mm. So. But, Is a thousand foot crutch meaning that it's a, a crutch up for God in heaven so he can walk around the clouds? They said a crutch was something that would help you out. And mm-hmm. also a thousand was just an old word for they would say like a thousand would be like infinite. So like God's an infinite help. A thousand isn't an infinite, though. It's a thousand. It's a thousand. It's pretty 
It's pretty it's, finite. It's a, yeah. Um, I, I just like to think of God in the clouds, but because the crutch wouldn't go in the cloud, he has to have it on the ground. So he's got a really, <laughs> really long crutch going down to the earth. Yeah, it's probably true. That's what I imagine. He probably sprained his foot playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's hear yeah. the lyric. What's this song's the song called, called? Uh, Small Town. I heard a place not too far from here is handing out answers about why we are here. And it's a small town and a small world. And the congregation's small too. But somehow I think they're telling the truth. And in the same small town, there is a girl. And she's a good looker, but she's mad at the world. And she's wondering about tomorrow and and why she's here she's sick and tired of using her sleeves to wipe her tears and eventually she finds jesus right right yeah, but wow she's a, well she's only savable because she's a looker that's true that's, she's a good looker that's, that's what i got from the those lyrics so yeah. <laughs> maybe they're not such nice guys after all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not so nice <sighs> that's uh yeah yeah uh, here's another part of it she sits she sits alone she's a rerun queen the sun shines through her window enough to make her uh, to make out her figurine excuse me jesus christ the neighbors look at her strange because she's lived there her whole life and they still don't know her name introduce yourself uh she likes to keep it yeah, to why herself. is that on her yeah because <laughs> she can't find nobody else i don't want to talk to my neighbors i don't no. care yeah, I don't know how many people like when I come back, you're like, you remember this neighbor? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. I don't want to know these people. Yeah, when I think of like my small town neighbors, I think of the lady who would yell at us for playing because because <laughs> she liked peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So this song is about just a girl who wants to be left alone and do her own thing, but they bully her into believing in God. So she'll stop crying. Basically, and they talk okay. about how she's a good looker and her yeah. figurine. So they're peeping in on her. Yeah. Okay. So peeping Tom's, peepin' Tom's writing a song about trying to convert someone to their mm-hmm. rational viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Cool song, guys. Cool, cool song. song. Hopefully, you get you better. I, I'm glad they were late. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it's a fun show, though. Oh, yeah. Who you know, or, uh, oh, uh, my brother's band actually got third place. The Screamo Band? The Screamo Band, yeah. Were they playing one of your songs? They were, yeah. And they got third place? <laughs> oh. Okay, so this it's, is going to be good. It's all about my buddy Doug. Um, his, uh, his like, screaming vocals was, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very particular about what Screamo-ish kind of stuff I like. Yeah. yeah. Very particular. Pretty much, yeah, I think. Under Oath is the one that I still like in their Christian band too, but I'll still listen to Under Oath uh, once in a while. But I think I've heard of them. Yeah. But I don't know. That's Toronto Blessing. That's uh, Thousand wow. Foot Crutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think have, have Thousand Foot Crutch ever played a Toronto Blessing? Do they have oh, music? That's a good. Uh, yeah. They have, they have their own band. They have I mean, their they own. all do, right? Yeah. And they, I think they probably release music. But. Uh, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Have a wonderful time. Yeah. And hopefully soon we'll get to hear uh, Trevor's old lyrics. Yep. But for <laughs> now, have a good time. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.